Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking from deep in West Virginia. I am Zach Jackson. Uh, the Browns are three days in to full squad training camp there at the Greenbrier Resort. I am not. I am um, nearby in Lewisburg, West Virginia at the Fairfield Inn. As far as Fairfield Inns go, this is pretty nice. Um, it's not quite the Greenbrier. That's what it is. The Browns are practicing at the Greenbrier Performance Center which is just not far from the main campus. Uh, it's an incredible place. We are deep in the mountains. Um, just the one exit down I-64 from where I am to, to where we spend most of the days, um, way up and down the mountains. You feel it in your ears. You feel it in your lungs. Um, two practice fields. There's a third turf that they won't use. But they've been out there. They've been here since Saturday morning. They've been out there since Saturday afternoon. So it is Monday, um, as I mentioned, day three uh, of camp. Ten days from now um, is the Hall of Fame game. The Browns will be here for eight practices, um, well, seven in a walkthrough. So they're three out of eight in as we record this. They haven't done anything. Um, they've broken a sweat. Um, but there has not been a fully competitive offense versus defense situation, and there's not going to be many. You know, the pads are going to be on by the end of the week, and it's going to be hot as heck uh, here if the forecast is right, but they're not going to do much. Um, they're pacing themselves. Kevin Stefanski believes in doing it this way, and it is year four, right? And I know that's strange for a Browns regime, but this is a regime that does everything or does most things based on data, uh, based on – you know, trying to be smart from a sports science standpoint, um, from a spacing it out standpoint. They're here kind of like daycare. They're here for team bonding. They're here for the instructional part. And in year four, Stefanski's been very clear that they've taken the first three preseasons, one of which obviously was COVID, one of which last year was bizarre as all hell because you didn't know when the suspension news was coming and what it was going to be. Um, and they're clearing the, the ramp, I guess, ramp up, the ramp as they use to get to the opener, which was seven weeks from yesterday. So um, they're, they were out there for like an hour this morning. I think it'll be a little longer tomorrow. There's the mandatory day off Wednesday. And so basically we'll see a couple of real practices here. Again, the pads will be on. Uh, I haven't seen a lot. They just don't want anybody to get hurt, guys. So Amari Cooper had a very minor something. They won't say what it is. I didn't see him leave the practice field. I was overwatching the defensive line. But he was back on the practice field today, even though he wasn't practicing. He was going through an entire workout with the trainers and some of the other guys who were out. Um, he was messing around with Elijah Moore. He was bouncing up and down the sideline. There was a, a pass or a kick that went over there. He ran and got it. He's going to be fine. So um, the only other thing of note would be that Dewan Jones, the rookie tackle, has missed a couple of days with what the team says is an illness. He practiced or was in the walkthrough on day one. He has not been seen since. So um, we'll see how that goes. And, and the plan is for not for Dewan Jones to play this year. But the plan is for Dewan Jones to be treated like a red shirt 
and you know get him acclimated to the NFL game, get him in shape, get him coaching, and see if you can't stumble onto something down the road. Um, you know, the flip to that is that you want him to play in a game in ten days, and nothing official, and, and this will go, but there is no plans for the Browns to play anybody of note um, in that Hall of Fame game. So, you know, if you consider the third-round picks, Ika and Tillman, guys of note, and, and you should, you know, they'll be in there. Um, and there are guys that maybe have played before that will log some snaps. But for the most part, the starters will be nowhere near the field. Um, you know, it will be for the young guys coming off really only, a, again, a couple of competitive practices, one practice back in Cleveland where they'll go over game-type stuff. And they'll go out there and they'll run the ball. They'll rush the passer and they'll see who wants to compete. And really, we're not going to have as much as as far as impressions go. We're just going to see how, how that game goes. Kellen Mond is going to play quarterback. Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to play quarterback. John Kelly's going to run the ball, right? Um, I wouldn't even expect to see Jerome Ford, but maybe. You know, we'll see. So, so the loose plan is nobody in the Hall of Fame game. Um, get back, have a full week of practice, a couple of – Real training camp practices um, in Berea right around the 10-day mark. And why is that important? Because right around the 10-day mark is when you go from the installation stage to the execution and refinement and let it loose stage. And, again, in this Stefanski camp, you're never going to let it totally loose, um, at least not for a couple more than a couple of periods at a time. But then, So the Browns will have some real practices. They'll play on August 11th, the Commanders in what they still consider the first preseason game. Obviously, the Hall of Fame game is the first preseason game, but from Stefanski's viewpoint, that's just a bonus game. So will the starters play that night? It's the only home preseason game. They might. Uh, if they do, it won't be long. But they won't play the next week because two days after the Washington game, the Browns go to Philly. They'll have their two days of joint practices with the Eagles. Those are the two most important of camp from a competitive standpoint for the coach, you know, for the quarterback for the new defensive coordinator, for, for all of the things as close as you can get it to a game. Uh, obviously, full speed, mano a mano versus the Eagles is a really good test. And if last year is the indicator, then on the second day, it'll be a little more controlled, but they'll still go at it. You still have you know good on good periods. You'll still have almost all of your guys out there for a little bit. And it won't be guys getting tackled to the ground. So obviously, you don't evaluate Jalen Hurts of, of the Eagles or Nick Chubb without that, but it'll be good. So then the the, the Eagles preseason game on August 17th will again be more young guys. And that will lead into late August, the end of camp, all of that stuff. So we'll see it sorted out. You know, we think right now, as long as everybody's healthy and available, uh, there's probably only five or six, or maybe not even that many spots up for grabs. And there are eight or 10 or 12 guys who can grab them. So, you know, what's going to happen with Marquise Goodwin in the super scary blood clot situation? We don't know. You know, Amari Cooper wasn't going to play in the preseason anyway. Nick Chubb's not going to play in the preseason. Miles Garrett's not going to play in the preseason. Zadarius Smith, who looks great, is probably not going to play in the preseason. We'll see. But um, you know, this is about Deshaun Watson and his timing and taking all these offensive concepts. And, guys, trust me, there's a bunch of different formations. There's options. There's bootlegs. There's Elijah Moore here, there, and everywhere. Um, finding what works. Finding what Watson's comfortable with. Finding – where you can really attack defenses and surprise them, specifically the Bengals in week one. Um, you know, weighing that against not forgetting that Nick Chubb's on the team, not forgetting you have this offensive line and you have what's, you know, really an upgraded receiving core as long as everybody's available. 
and we'll see. So um, it started, but it really hasn't. We'll have you covered here. I'm just running through the details. If you're still listening at this point, you're a junkie, and I love you. Thank you. I hope you're subscribed. You probably are. Um, thank you for listening. You know, guys, send me any feedback. Send me questions and stuff you want me to address. Uh, again, by the time Thursday rolls around, we'll have seen something more resembling real practices. You know, I don't think there will be full speed drills um, with guys in full pads until the end of the week. And again, that'll be one day, maybe two at max. But we'll see. So what what have we seen so far? You know, just the attention to detail. Um, Kevin Stefanski is brought the guys here because he wants them to bond. He wants them to spend time together. He wants them to become a team. And he wants, you know, the meetings to matter. And when you have new coordinators and it's not new quarterback, but it's pretty new, right, and all these pieces you want to fit, um, you know, they want to do the classroom work. They want to spend – they want to be as fresh and healthy as possible for a week from now, a week and a half from now, when they turn the page from that Hall of Fame game to, as I mentioned, you know, that 10 practice or so mark and getting ready to go. So I got a couple of notes here. Um, let me read them. So Canton, um, again, 10 days. Um, the Browns, as you know, Jim Brown passed away back in the spring. Um, there will be a celebration of life for Jim Brown in Canton on the day of the Hall of Fame game. Um, it is private. It will be at McKinley High School, which is adjacent to in the auditorium, adjacent to the Hall of Fame. Um, it's done that weekend so people who are here for Joe Thomas can attend. So Commissioner Roger Goodell and, and many other Hall of Famers, of which Jim was obviously in that class, can attend. I think the team will stream it on the website. I don't know for sure on that. I'll share details. But that's Thursday afternoon. Um, Thursday night, obviously, is the game. Friday is the gold jacket dinner. And then on Saturday, the parade, which is always a huge deal in Canton, uh, followed by the induction, and Joe will be last, which is no surprise. So then the Browns are back on the practice field um, that Sunday afternoon and Monday there for what I mentioned again will be a couple. So, you know, to have a player go in, to have a guy, Joe Thomas, who's universally beloved, who just is a real dude and a family man and has his family, um, you know, doing the presenting at the actual ceremony, having so many friends and so many former teammates and coaches and gosh joe had a lot of coaches right uh but it's going to be a great celebration it's going to be a great time for joe um the browns are proud of joe obviously and you know they're they're doing it right um and then to be able to mix in the jim brown celebration of life i think is cool the whole the whole weekend will be cool so i'm looking forward to that you know i don't think kevin is looking forward to the game frankly um like i said there'll be a lot of running they'll be just trying to get the heck out of there get everybody healthy get back to work, celebrate Joe, and then get back to work. So um, the Browns cut Perry on Winfrey, which was way overdue, which was always inevitable. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we've been saying since the spring, don't know what took so long. Um, I've been wrong before, but I think a part of it was they right before the draft, they didn't want to bring extra attention to their crappy drafting. You know, um, they have not replaced him yet with a new defensive tackle, and we'll see. Now, part of that is this is just the very elementary orientation orientation stages of camp part of that is when you have 90 guys on the roster especially when you're in year four of regime you want to to say um inwardly and outwardly we like this roster we have guys even though they're not household names even though only the hardcore fan knows them um, we have them for a reason and we we're going to give them a chance to play in the preseason and play in the few competitive training camp practices early and see and so they'll adjust so you know because of the receiver situation with marquise goodwin with Anthony Schwartz, 
um, you know, being on the non-football injury list so far. They had to sign a wide receiver to get into camp just to have the bodies to keep the rotations going and, um, you know, keep things moving here. But we'll see. Defensive tackle already was an area where if the Browns do add a veteran, that'll be one of them. You know, I think at running back, the plan is pretty clear. It's Nick Chubb, who we know is out of this world. We don't know if this is his last year with the Browns. We'll see. Jerome Ford is the clear number two and will be given every opportunity. The team loves his talent. They love his makeup. He just hasn't done it um, outside a handful of plays, you know, one big preseason game. And then they just liked him so much they put him out there a kick returner. He got the ball in his hands. He looked like an electric player. I, I think he is an electric player, has a chance to be one, right? And so I think they'll go through the preseason, and John Kelly will play, and Felton will play, and the undrafted rookie Hassan Hall will play a little bit. And then when they get to the back half of August, they'll assess, okay, do we need to bring in a veteran back? Do we think Felton can be a third down back? You know, can John Kelly be a special teams player and be active on game days and give us something if we need him go in there and make the right block, go in there and get a two-yard run if he's absolutely needed? Maybe that's the answer, so, so we'll see. You know, the receiver thing they feel really good about if everybody's healthy. Um, and, and and we'll just see how that goes. You know, Amari, again, wasn't going to play in the preseason anyway. So, um, you know, Cedric Tillman is going to get every chance. The, you know, what we saw today, just a little bit of a 75% speed jog through thing. David Bell was out there with the ones. Dalen Baldwin, who was on the team last year, mostly on the practice squad, um, is with Tillman, you know, running through with the ones and twos. He's a big target. The, the coaches trust him. He's not going to be on the 53 uh, initially, you know, if they need him. Sure. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Schwartz. And we know, again, they drafted Schwartz. They drafted Bell back-to-back years in the third round, and neither one of them look like they can help this team right now. Could that change in two weeks, in seven weeks, in two, in two or more months? It could. It could. We'll see. But, you know, they went and did what they did at receiver. To be for, for a reason, for multiple reasons. And Marquise Goodwin, man, he's fast. He's done it. You know, they, they signed him even after they, they finished the Elijah Moore trade. And uh, that will be disappointing. And not, it won't be devastating, but it could be impactful if Marquise Goodwin can't play because of the scary blood clots situation. So, again, um, the only other thing from a personnel standpoint I want to go over is Taki Taki did not start on PUP. That means PUP is not an option. You know, he's not practicing much now. He's been in a little bit. Same with Anthony Walker. But, you know, he's not even eight months off that ACL, and, and now he's targeted for week one. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be a ramp up for him and for Walker. Um, even though it's a new defense, I think you know what you're getting from those guys, specifically Walker. We know why he's back because he's beloved in the locker room. He's a team captain type. He helps get you lined up. So, he, you know, he's playing a very vocal and important role here. Um this week is, is Schwartz and those guys take the next step in installing the defense and getting ready. It's fun to watch the D-line in practice. Um, it should be fun to watch them, you know, in the games. And, again, D-tackle remains a question mark, but that's why they gave Dalvin Tomlinson all this money. That's why they drafted Ika, who they listed at 358. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll just see how all that plays out um, as we go. Um, if you guys know me, I'm not into the uniforms, I'm not into the helmets, and my default is off my lawn. That being said, when the Browns rolled out the white helmet thing, I thought, oh, those are pretty sharp. They're a lot nicer than I thought. So I wasn't aware they were going to wear them three times. Um, you know, But, again, I don't get a vote, and I would just say, hey, if, you think, if you're into that, cool. And they do. They look cool. So what would be cooler is 
if the Browns play well on national TV inside Heinz Field or whatever the hell it's called now, Akersher, right? Um, but, you know, this is this is modern football, right? And every team should have a throwback uniform. And um, for, you know, for multiple reasons, people love them being the most thing, be, or being the biggest reason, I should say. And if you want to get excited about that, I say go ahead because it is pretty slick. So um, let's see. Yeah, so again, um, I'll have at least one more podcast here late in the week when we see some actual football stuff. Not a lot to go over and hit on. I think everybody knew for months this trip was happening. You know, a bit of a mystery of, of how it will go, but it's training camp. It's just in a different setting. It's weird with a quiet training camp. They were blasting the music this morning, you know, trying to get some energy. Um, you know, Watson looked really good at the end of spring, and I'm not celebrating – um, completions in seven on seven and and nobody really should be but more importantly like the body language was there you know he's he's a giving off a different vibe um what Stefanski saying about him what seems to be with the offense with Elijah Moore here you know is giving off a different vibe and we'll see when you when you're just standing there watching these half speed 75 percent speed practices and you're trying to see something what you see is like effortless throws like the talent is there and we even saw that in glimpses last year both in the summer and then you know a little bit in December as he got more comfortable so he's going to be better he is more comfortable and he's going to continue that growth and then how good does he need to be and how good can he can can he be what kind of level does the offense hit you know how much needs to be different that's all remains to be seen but you know Bill Musgrave is here on the staff now there'll be a college influence on that um they they'll go back. They have gone back through everything Watson did <clears throat> at Clemson and in Houston. Um, what plays worked as far as mixing in the option? What kind of bootlegs from the Stefanski offense works? What what more can they do because he is such a dynamic athlete? And you don't want him running like Jalen Hurts, and you don't want him taking too many hits. But you have to use that speed, and you have to use the ability of the Najokus and Coopers and Elijah Moore guys who can line up. Um, all across the formation and give you favorable matchups. And so these next six weeks are just about the continued build of trust and timing with those guys and Watson, Watson and Stefanski continuing to build the trust and the feedback in one another and what they like and don't like. And we'll see. Like I said, the starters, I think, outside of Chubb, Batonio, Garrett, those guys will play a little bit in the preseason. Will it be once or twice? We'll see. And then, you know, when we do get into the full pads, that's fun. And then even, you know, the Hall of Fame game, like I said, no, I don't think any jobs are going to be won that night, but guys are going to get a chance to kind of make that impression and see. Um, the rounds are going to cut some some decent football players because there's only 53 spots on this team, and this is a good team. So, again, how good, how good do they need to be at certain points? How good will they be? We're going to find all that out. And, um, you know, for those of you that say now this is a top 10 roster, I I get where you're coming from. I, I do. Um, you know, at some point there's got to be some production and some some winning to back that up, but maybe that is coming. Really, I, I don't think anybody will be surprised. I, I go in – I came here on Saturday thinking, and I can't imagine, you know, barring something crazy, leaving the preseason six weeks from now thinking. If, if, if the Browns are good and Watson hits his stride and – Zedarius and Garrett and Jim Schwartz are what they're all touted to be, then the Browns could win this division. Um, the Browns could be pretty good and be fourth place in this division. 
the Browns could be combustible because I think there are some things here where the talent is is there. It's top heavy. There are maturity issues and chemistry issues with this team. We've had star players quit the team in each of the last two years, and they didn't just magically come to the Greenbrier um, as a place to spend a few days because they had a f- five extra days of training camp. I think this was done methodically because they've realized there's there's been some issues here with team building, um, with attention span, which, with getting guys to buy in. So that started on Saturday when they arrived, and that will continue through their departure on Sunday through the rest of the preseason. Anyway, I hit it all. Um, send me questions. Send me things you, you want to observe. Just hasn't been a lot to do. Thank you guys for listening, for reading, and uh, sticking with me through this ramble. Football's back. It feels good. Uh, I'm headed out to the mean streets of Lewisburg, West Virginia. Talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.